Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're breaking down the biggest news in baseball. Over the weekend, Shohei Otani signed a monster contract to become the newest member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. How does this affect the Philadelphia Phillies? How does this affect baseball in general? How does this affect Shohei's legacy? And also, is the window for championship contention for the Phillies closed? That'd be crazy, right? Well, mm, it might be. We'll discuss it in today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube, you should check it out. The visual uh, of watching me do this podcast is better than just listening to it. It puts a face to a voice. And also, you get to see the graphics on the side to tell you what I'm going to get into and stuff like that. So, Go ahead and check that out. And if you are checking us out on YouTube and haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? It costs you no money. takes you two seconds. gets you new notifications when episodes are posted. So please subscribe. really helps us out here on Locked on Phillies. Now, in today's episode, we're breaking down the Shohei, Ocon- Shohei contract, Shohei Otani monster contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers and how it affects the Philadelphia Phillies. So if you missed the news over the weekend, Saturday, we got word that Shohei Otani, not on a plane to Toronto, unlike some people reported. No, he is signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers, a 10-year, $700 million contract. Insane money. Life-changing money for Shohei Otani, for anybody, basically, on planet Earth that's not not part of the 0.0001% richest people to ever live. Like, $700 million is more money, I'd be willing to bet, than me, and every single person listening to this podcast combined will ever make. Like, it's just insane how much money that the guy is going to make on this contract and how the Dodgers financially committed to him. And it's kind of annoying he didn't go to Toronto because I would have loved to see Shohei Otani stay in the American League and stay away from the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League. But now he joins Mookie Betts. He joins Freddie Freeman. And the Los Angeles Dodgers have three MVP caliber players. The Phillies have... One, maybe two of Trey Turner plays to like his utmost best level. But the Dodgers are now unbelievable. Like what a pickup for them. And for the Philadelphia Phillies having to face them at some point in the postseason, most likely, unless they get surprisingly knocked out in the divisional round again, which they've done. And I mean, the past couple of years have not been good for Dodgers fans. Divisional series knockouts. As much as we troll Braves fans for how the Phillies have knocked them out of the playoffs the past two years, out West, I'm sure they're talking about the Dodgers the same way. Great regular season team, a lot of talent, haven't been able to get over that hump. Well, if you need something to get you over a hump, Shohei Otani is a pretty good piece to add to do just that. Dude's unbelievable. He won the unanimous American League MVP this year. Uh, He may not pitch really ever again. That's the interesting part of this whole thing. It could be $700 million for a guy who's just a designated hitter. And if that's the case, 
it might be an overpay if he does pitch. It's a solid value contract if he pitches and plays like he has the past couple of years. And who knows what's going to go on with his elbow. He's got, had issues with that multiple times since coming over to the majors from Japan. That's the Dodgers' problem. In Phillies land, we're going to assume that Shohei Otani is healthy. And we're going to assume that he's part of now a three-headed monster that's going to be terrifying to face in the National League for the next, I don't know, however long. Like It's... Not a doomsday scenario because they're not at least in the division. If the Braves have gotten Otani, pack it up and go home. But it's still not a great landing spot from the Phillies' perspective for Shohei Otani to be out there in L.A. Because that's a team that was already close. Like, that's a team that you could argue the past two regular seasons, more talented than the Philadelphia Phillies. They haven't had postseason success, but they've been super talented. They've been in that stratosphere that the Braves have been in at least – Two years ago, and for parts of this past year, they had a really hot stretch. But listen, the talent they have on that team now is absolutely insane. Later on in the episode, we're going to talk about if the Philadelphia Phillies championship contention window is closed. I'll leave that discussion for a little bit later in the podcast, but I'll give you a little hint into my feelings right now. The road just got a lot tougher for the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League. I mean, there are teams in the American League. They're scared of the Dodgers. And that's because they're afraid they're going to have to face them in the World Series and get smoked even if they get there. The Phillies, they've got a situation where now they have to face the juggernaut Braves, the juggernaut Dodgers, make it through everybody else without misstepping. There's probably going to be some random hot team that makes it in because there is every year. Two years ago, it was the Phillies. This past year, obviously, it was the Diamondbacks. It just further complicates things in the National League. And it felt like there was beginning to be an opening for the Philadelphia Phillies to be a major, major contender in the National League for the next couple of years. Now, it's hard to say anybody's going to contend with that Dodgers team. With Shohei, Mookie, Freddie over there, that's as good of a three-player combination as I've probably ever seen in my lifetime. Yes, I'm not that, I'm saying since I've been alive. I, don't, I can't think of three players combined that are quite that caliber. You have plus defense from Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. You have plus bats from all three, plus athleticism. Mookie Betts can fly. Shohei Otani can run. Like Freddie Freeman's an athlete. They're so darn good over there. Now, in a five- or seven-game series, who knows what's going to happen, right? You've seen crazier things happen, but – it's hard to look at the Dodgers out West and say they're not the favorite to win the National League now. And the Braves are probably second. And the Phillies are dropping down the total pole quickly, quickly, quickly. So uh, does this change your feeling about the Phillies potentially running it back next year? I don't know that it can because I don't know what the options are to improve the roster much further. But it makes you feel uncomfortable if you're Dave Dombrowski, if you're John Middleton, if you're Sam Fold, the GM. Like I'm sitting there now thinking the team we thought we were worried about, now there's another one. You were worried about the Braves. Now you're worried about the Dodgers, perhaps even more so than the Braves, even though they're not in your division. And you've got yourself an uphill battle to compete in the National League, at least deep into the playoffs. Otani's going to cause headaches for all the National League teams, and really baseball in general, and the rest of that Dodgers lineup is too for the next decade. Like that is a daunting thought 
and one that doesn't really make me feel great about the Philadelphia Phillies right now as we sit here. Now, can the Phillies still be a top three team in the National League? I firmly believe that. I think they're talented enough. I think they're going to make the right moves as the offseason continues. But there's no way to equal the acquisition of Shohei Otani. It's just not a possibility. And the Dodgers won the sweepstakes. So, man, I feel for a lot of teams out there that have to deal with the implications of this move. The Phillies are one of them, but maybe to like a lesser extent, maybe like two tiers down. The number one team I feel for is the Toronto Blue Jays. After a report saying that he was on a plane to Toronto and then he signs with the Dodgers like a day or two later, ridiculous reporting needs to be better. But bottom line is the National League just got a lot tougher. The Dodgers just got a lot better. And Shohei has got himself an awful lot of money. Coming up next, we're going to have an interesting discussion about whether or not Shohei Otani, one of the more likable characters in all of baseball, maybe all of North American sports, becomes a villain because of this move. Well, there's an interesting thing he did with the contract that might make him just that. We'll discuss that coming up as we continue Locked On Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. You can score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. It's simple. You just place $5 on the team of your choice. A little pro tip. doesn't matter what the odds are, so I would look at a team that's heavily favored on the money line. Put $5 on them. You have a better chance of getting the $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, that's just part of the reason why there's no better time to get in on the action. I mean, they've got so many bets, and the interface is so easy to use. Think about all the things you could wager on. Props, over-unders parlays, money line, futures, anything like that, all kinds of different sports. FanDuel is the absolute best app to use for that. It's so easy. It's so many options. I mean, there's a reason why it's the official sportsbook of all these big entities because they're the best. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you can make some money with the rest of the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Otani the villain. What exactly would cause that? Because he's such a likable guy. He was a free agent. He has his pick to go where he wants to go. Am I going to say he's a villain for taking $700 million? The things I would do for $700 million, my goodness, people would be calling me a lot worse than a villain if that was on the table. Like $700 million is almost like I cannot comprehend the amount of money that is. But let's look at this a couple ways. So the first way Shohei Otani might become a villain due to this is the fact that he picked the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't quite have the history of the Yankees where there's always this stigma of they bought their championships, they buy their players, they just throw money at good players, they don't home grow anybody. The Dodgers don't quite have that reputation, but they are one of those teams that's always been contending. They're one of those teams that's one of the powerhouse organizations in the history of baseball. They've always kind of kind of been around. It makes sense that they're the ones to pay him because they're one of the bigger market teams and they are willing to throw money at guys. And um, Being West Coast, they attract Japanese players historically. I, I get all that, but the Dodgers are a team that's easy to hate. They're not one of the lovable loser teams. Like, I don't know, the Royals, the Twins, the 
I'm trying to think of the Guardians, teams like that. They're just like, oh man, those teams are just mired in mediocrity. If Shohei goes there to give them a boost, how could you root against them? No, this is the Dodgers. I can root against the Dodgers all day. They already kind of annoy me because of the history with the Phillies and the Dodgers, all the times I've seen them play in the postseason. But now, okay, I'm anti-Dodgers. So if Shohei goes there, that's already a tick in the wrong column. But he did something very interesting with his contract. So you remember I told you it was a $700 million 10-year deal? Well, <laughs> Shohei Bonilla decided to defer a lot of his money, $680 million of it to be exact, to the end of the 10-year contract. So what does that mean? What does that deferred money mean? It means he's going to be paid that out from 2034 on until he runs out of those deferred payments. And if he's deferred $680 million, so quick math would tell you $700 million minus $280 million, okay, or $280 million, $700 million minus $680 million would leave you with $20 million. $20 million over 10 years would mean that Shohei Otani is set to make against the luxury tax $2 million each of the next 10 seasons. Yeah, $2 million. Do you have an idea of just how cheap that is? Let me give you an idea, okay? Because I looked at the Philadelphia Phillies payroll, and that would slot Shohei Otani right in between the $1 million that Jake Cave is making and the $4.5 million in change that Sir Anthony Dominguez is making. Jake Cave is going to be making a million less dollars than Shohei Otani this next season. Like, that's – like, come on. What are we doing here? That's unbelievable. And I get he wants to help the Dodgers out. Maybe he doesn't care. He wants to defer the money, so he has it for life. It's that whole idea of would you rather win the lottery lump sum or would you rather get like $10,000 a week for life or whatever the heck it is. You've seen those promotions before. But I'm, I'm not mad at him for the financials of it, right? Like for him, it might make sense. For the organization, it definitely makes sense. But to cut them that good of a deal to the point where they can now go out and they could sign – Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and they could be sitting pretty. They could sign Yamamoto and another guy. Like, they could throw so much money at Yamamoto. They could give him, I don't know, a $300 million deal over 10 years, and they would still be paying $32 million total for those two guys. Bryce Harper's making like 27 this year. Like, that's – it's almost unfair. And to allow the Dodgers that much of an advantage, to take that much of deferred salary, it's just – it feels, I'm going to be honest, it feels like cheating. It's not cheating. I know it's not cheating. I know there's people going to be mad at me for saying that. I know it's fair. I know it's well within the rules established by the CBA. I know you can defer money. What are you supposed to say? That players can't push their money back. The precedent has already been set by players like Bobby Bonilla, who the Mets pay like a million dollars or whatever every year in the middle of the summer. Like that is a accepted part of baseball. What we haven't seen, though, is how it affects contracts of this magnitude and how signing a player of that caliber and not having to pay him for 10 years or not having to pay him much for 10 years can totally change the competition level of the sport. Now, kudos to the Dodgers for being willing to shell out the money to do it. But for Shohei being almost more generous than he should be and allowing all this money to be pushed back, like, it's just, it's crazy that not only did the Dodgers get so much better, but they basically took no cap hit on for it. 
Shohei Otani essentially said to the Dodgers, I'm going to play for you for free for the next 10 years. We're going to run it up and win a billion championships. And then you guys pay me the rest of the way when everybody forgets about how much money you're paying. Like, (sighs) he might have just broke the setup of the National League and baseball in general. Now, he did it in a legal way, right? But the question is, does the new CBA have to have something in that a certain amount of deferred money like there's a limit on deferred money do they need to change the dynamics of how the cap structure and the luxury tax works i know they don't have a cap per se but like the luxury tax acts as a soft cap can they try and retool that somehow this is definitely going to be something that comes up in the next cba arguments because i have a feeling that the league is become going to become super unbalanced the dodgers are going to get another superstar maybe two to add to a lineup that already has three MVPs and they might just run through the national league this year. And if they do, the man who made it possible, Shohei Otani is going to become a villain in my eyes. He's going to be a guy very easy to root against. He's going to be a guy that killed every other team in the national league and maybe every other team in baseball's chance of truly competing. Everyone else is going to be a competitive disadvantage because of this deal. And I think that that is going to be enough to turn the fans of baseball on Shohei Otani. Now it won't, lose the focus because everybody loves to hate somebody. Think about Brady. Brady was a villain. Tom Brady was a villain for most of his career. And everyone's still tuned in to watch because he was greatness. Shohei Otani is greatness, so people are going to tune in. But my goodness, is he really just changing the landscape of Major League Baseball with a pair of decisions. One, to sign with an already really good team in the Dodgers. And two, to sign and defer all that money, 680 million of it pushed past the end of his contract time so that he can allow more room under the luxury tax to sign more players. It's such a great deal for the Dodgers, such a terrible deal for everybody else. And the other conversation that's been going on too that I want to get into is whether or not this is fair with the amount of money. And I there was a lot of discussions that I've had and seen about This is the first time where it feels like, oh, you can't compete with this if you're a smaller market team. A lot of owners cry poor and say, I don't have the money to sign somebody. But at the end of the day, Bryce Harper's $330 million deal they signed when he first joined the Phillies in free agency, there were many other teams that could have offered him that. Could have. Maybe didn't want to, but could have. In fact, most teams in baseball probably could have found a way to make that contract work. They chose not to. This is the first one where it's like $700 million over 10 years. How in the world is any team supposed to be able to financially handle that if you're not the Dodgers, if you're not the Yankees, if you're not the Mets, if you're not the Phillies, if you're not one of these teams in a huge, huge market? It's almost an owner making it unfair. And that's something that, the salary cap in other sports is supposed to prevent something that baseball does not have because it has not been a problem in the past. But with the size of these contracts, you wonder how this is going to change the financial part of the sport going forward. None of this good news for the Phillies folks and none of this from an NL fans perspective makes life any easier. But coming up, we're going to have a frank discussion. Is the championship window closed for the Philadelphia Phillies with this Otani deal? We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. It's a bit of a bleak thought, right? Have the Phillies missed their only chance of winning a World Series in this era? 
right off the bat, my impression, I want to say no. Like, I lean towards no simply because in baseball, the playoffs are weird. Anything can happen. We've seen great teams lose all the time. The Phillies have been the catalyst of some of those upsets in the past couple of years. So is the window closed? I, I can't say no. But can you see the Philadelphia Phillies getting to a place where they're going to have to in the postseason? Most likely knock off both the Braves and the Dodgers in a postseason and find a way to the World Series after that and beat the team that comes out of the American League. It's such a tall task when you look at the team on paper. Now, you never know what's going to go on with injuries. You never know what's going to go on with production. Someone might have a down year. Even slump-proof Trey Turner proved that anyone's capable of a down year. So maybe there's stuff that will break the Phillies' way in some way, but the Dodgers went from a great team to an elite team. The Braves were already one of those elite-level teams that's just like, should be a generational run for that franchise with the guys they have. You now have two guys who are unanimous MVPs this year in the same uh, same league in uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Shohei Otani. And you've had two former MVPs joined by the most recent MVP with Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani all out there. I believe Kershaw might have an MVP as well, but I think he's a free agent still. Anyway, not the point. The point is, the championship contention window is not closed for the Phillies, but this move, you can't help but when you see this move, go back and think, man, it would have been great to win it this year. Man, it would have been great to win it last year and not have to worry about finding a championship in a world that includes Shohei Otani on the Dodgers and possibly more star players to come this offseason making their way for L.A. It's going to be really, really hard to make it out of the National League. If the Phillies win a National League pennant, Anytime in the next four or five years, they will have fought their rear ends off for it and they will have earned it because this is incredibly difficult of a climate to compete in. If you were the Philadelphia Phillies, if you're anybody, the good news is the Phillies are one of the few teams that do have a chance. They're still alive, the Braves, the Dodgers, and outside of that in the National League, who are you looking at? No one in the Central really has a shot. Cardinals have fallen off. The Pirates aren't there yet. The Reds are on the verge of being a playoff team, but they don't have what it takes to knock off one of the juggernauts, I don't think. I mean, the Brewers, no. The Cubs, no. The Marlins, Nationals, take them out of the equation. The Mets rebuilding, take them out of the equation. The Padres are selling. The Diamondbacks are young. I know they had a nice postseason, but I don't know how they compete in their own division. I just... I, the Rockies are no contest. I, I I don't know, man. Like I don't look at any of these teams and say, "Wow, you've you've got a real real opportunity to to really compete for an NL pennant." Besides the Phillies, the Braves, and the Dodgers, and the Phillies seem to be the significantly tertiary team in that lineup of three. The landscape has changed, folks, and. The Phillies better hope that they play up to their potential this year because they're going to have to if they're going to compete with those top two teams in the National League. Baseball, isn't it fun? The scope of the sport can change just like that. And the next thing you know, you're looking at another juggernaut team. Well, now we've got new offseason plans to try and figure out how the Phillies possibly compete and maybe they become more aggressive. 
We'll discuss more of it as we continue our off-season program. By the way, if you haven't noticed, no episode yesterday, which was Monday. Today is Tuesday. We've switched our off-season programming here on Lock On, which means three episodes a week. Four is five, three episodes a week, because this is normally the quieter time of the season. So you'll still get three a week. We'll continue our player evaluations. Let me know in the comments who you want me to evaluate next, their 2023 season with the Philadelphia Phillies, and we'll continue that. And any big news? like the richest contract in the history of North American sports. We'll break in and do an episode on that as well. So uh, that's all for Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate it very much. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.